Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. We missed last week. Pastor Randy was not in town. Or actually, he was in town. He just wasn't in the office. Had a week off. Bill covered for us on Sunday. And so Bill's with me here this week for the podcast. Bill, thanks for coming. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> You've been with me before. Once? once twice? Before. Just once, once? Once before, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So yeah. you're a vet. Um, do you ever listen to the podcast? Here and there. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, so I like to tell jokes. I've, yes. Uh, just to keep things, you know, light a little bit here. Yeah, it gets sure. pretty deep pretty quick with Randy. Sure. Um, so you and I... A fair amount of people know this. We go back a little ways. Uh, Bill was my boss, uh, working on the roofs of Lancaster County and beyond. Um, so we have some roofing history. And so just, Bill, I was wondering if you want to hear a roof joke. I, <laughs> I do. I'm always up for a roof joke. Okay. Well, this one's on the house. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> That's Thanks the, for coming, folks. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have nothing else to say. Oh, good. Very nice. All right, let's get into Acts 20. Acts right? 20, yes. Yeah, Acts 20. Mm-hmm. So, title of the message, may I have your attention, please? Yes. I, I thought that was an interesting title. Would you mind just describing where that came from or filling us in there? Yes, because the passage uh, obviously is, is uh, telling us that Paul preached for six hours. Yeah, and how do how do you keep your attention mm-hmm. on anything for six hours, and and so when someone's preaching or talking, yeah, uh, you end up with a, a Eutychus, <laughs> where where his attention was gone, it waned. Uh, don't know where when he left off. It mm-hmm. could have been halfway through. It could have been at midnight when it says he actually. Fell mm-hmm. out the window. Mm-hmm. But so, to, may I have your attention, please? Is like, okay, how many of you are out there sleeping mm. uh, at this point? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and that was kind of one of the main takeaways that I, you know, heard on Sunday was, you know, uh, am I spiritually sleeping? Yes. You know, kind of yeah. checked out. Yes. And we don't want to be checked out in that way. No, not, not, not at mm-hmm. all. Not at all. Uh, because there are consequences. Mm-hmm. There are always consequences from, from, as I said, being in the right place at the right time, doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, if you're checked out, if you're not paying attention, if you're sleeping, if you're there to check the box, mm-hmm. uh, then basically you've, you've gone to sleep on some very important issues mm-hmm. in the Scripture and very important things in your life. So you would say that Eutychus was... Um, and if... Sorry, let me just backtrack for a second or pause here. If you weren't here on Sunday, or maybe you listened uh, later, uh, we're in Acts chapter 20, uh, verses 7 through 12. Uh, the story of Paul uh, just going at it for six plus hours, and Eutychus, a uh, young man, teenager, I believe? Yeah, probably young teen. Okay, so he dozes off at some point in there, falls out of a third story window, passes away. Paul brings him back to life. So um, back to Eutychus here, you would say that he was in the right place. Right place. The right time. At the right time. Doing the wrong thing. Doing the wrong thing. 
uh, he was at fault for checking out. He was. Now, the question that... Yeah, sometimes the, we get tired, the, you know? You, you get, get tired. tired. Yeah, so, so, sometimes the thing that comes, first thing comes to people's mind is, where are this guy's parents that they would let a kid in a third-story window <laughs> that, that had no security on it at all? Uh, and we get distracted by those types of things. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the point is that there are so many ways that we get distracted today and we check out on the, the main things mm-hmm. and kind of pick up on the minor things and they become the major things. Yeah. And so and, and that's, that's why I got into uh, the whole sports deal. Yeah. So let me pause you for a second because yes. you're, you're jumping ahead of me just a little bit. Okay. But it's where we're going. Um, so, yeah, verse 7 starts off on the first day of the week. Yes. Right? And so you laid out for us that it's referring to a Sunday. It is. Right? Which is day one in, in that context and culture. That was day one. Yes. Saturday would have been the Sabbath. Correct. And then even if you look on our calendars, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yes, absolutely. Right? Even though a lot of us kind of think of Sunday being the last day of the week, like <laughs> Monday gets us going and then we wrap off, uh, wrap up with a two-day weekend. Um, but Sunday is day one. And this is a transitional time for the church. And you kind of made a a pretty strong point that the Sabbath Mm -hmm. principle is kind of being carried over here into the the Lord's Day. And that doesn't call it the Lord's Day here, but in other places, I think in Revelation it does. It does, yes. It refers to the first day of the week as the Lord's Day. So there's still a day being set aside Mm -hmm. uh, for activity like this. Yes, for for the gathering together. Paul's not making tents on this day. No, it doesn't, doesn't seem to be. So where you were getting, and I, I paused you though, is the 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 ways that maybe we get distracted um, in our Christian living and how that kind of creeps into Sunday. So my question for you is maybe twofold. One, in what ways do you see that happening? You mentioned sports, mm-hmm. which I think is a, uh, a major thing that families need to think about. Uh, and there's a variety of ways to approach it, but big, big topic. And then two, how did you and your family growing up, and then even now, how do you and Phyllis, like how do you honor the Sabbath and keep it holy? Yeah, yeah. Well, what we did, obviously, is we made sure that we were here. We were at church, mm-hmm. and we made sure that the kids were always with us. Uh, one thing that we did that, perhaps others might consider is if there is time before getting here mm-hmm. that's spare time at home mm-hmm. uh, the our children would would say well it's 15 minutes to go what am i gonna do and we would say go over your memory verse mm-hmm. uh, or read read this part in the scripture or do something mm-hmm. that's preparing mm-hmm. them for church and so uh, then when we got here during the service, mm-hmm. if they were going to read, they were going to read a Christian biography. Uh, they were going to do something that still was spiritual. Mm-hmm. They, they, they weren't going to play games and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's part of the going to sleep thing where, okay, if I can just keep a child entertained mm-hmm. and quiet, mm-hmm. uh, I think we need to be more intentional 
about what their time looks like with us. And so what did we do sports-wise? Okay, so yeah. all, our, all our kids played sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we would tell the coaches uh, right up front, and then they got to know us this way, is our, our children are not, not available to play games uh, on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It's just out. We're, we're not, not available. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want, they can come sometime in the after, uh, right after church. Mm-hmm. We didn't mind them going to the restroom and changing into their, their ball gear. Yeah. And then we would go and uh, enjoy those times together. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we would do. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. The big difference today that is that there are traveling teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, when our kids were growing up, the, those traveling teams were few and far between. Yeah. And our children were not involved in that. Right. That, that's a big time eater right there. It's more, it's definitely more prevalent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the, the Sabbath principle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. So here's your little plug for next level. Yeah. Uh, that's a class that I taught this past year is one of the, the habits classes, uh, which I'm looking forward to teaching again next year. So I don't want to get into a long, not that I disagree with you, but there's a lot of different ways that people dice the sure. Sabbath in the sure. New Testament. Sure. And obviously, we're, we're not, we don't honor the Sabbath like they do in the Old Testament for the simple fact that we don't do it on Saturday anyway. So as New Testament believers, right, in evangelical circles, we honor it on Sunday, mm-hmm. the Lord's Day, mm-hmm. the day He rose. Um, but um, But sports is definitely one of those things that I think for young families in particular, they need to and just speaking from experience, it's really hard. Yeah. Because uh, oh, even yes. our, our kids don't play travel um, sports, but they're involved in sports. And it can kind of um, take over your day, you know. And so for us, we've – Rebecca and I have really tried, and it's been hard. It's been tempting. And probably there's times where we haven't gotten it right. But we feel that, like, pool when there's a tournament. Well, there's a game. Well, do we make an exception for this game? And kind of where we landed for what it's worth, not right or wrong, but for where we kind of settled for some of those things and are still working through it, is the the rule is church's priority. Yes. And is will there be an exception to the rule? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe if it's a high-level championship that happens to be on a Sunday at 11 o'clock, maybe we make an exception for that, but maybe we don't can't say up to this point there's really been any exceptions we'll just you know we attend church and we'll get there kind of as soon as we can get there but in the same breath we still feel like we don't want to rush out of here we don't want church to be just like something we're looking to to squeeze in to our day to check it off yes yeah um because what that does is we we feel like it communicates the importance like what's a priority for us yes and then that communicates to our kids what's important. Yes, yes. And I think that's where we kind of need to distinguish. Uh, will this be an exception? And and I would personally say, I, I don't have a problem with the exception. Mm-hmm. When it becomes the rule, Yeah. then we've set a pattern that tells our kids uh, the priority is going to be sports mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, could yeah. be, it could be drama. It could be any yeah. number of things. Uh, 
by the same token, uh, the question is, uh, who's going to set your calendar? Mm-hmm. If you have if you have a calendar of three months in front of you, mm-hmm. who's going to fill in that calendar? Yeah, and that kind of tells us where our our life is. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah. so so we have to look at the calendar and say, okay, this could be a distraction mm-hmm. from being in church. Yep. And so we need to we need to look at that mm-hmm. and be in charge of the spiritual calendar for our family mm-hmm. and, and and go from there. Set that priority up ahead of time so it doesn't become an issue at the time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think it works better for the kids that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helps to have your mind made up like a rule set before you encounter the circumstance because then you're yes. re you're not reacting to a situation. That's correct. You're just following through with kind of the rule. Right. And you can always you can always revisit that yeah. as the mm-hmm. time goes on. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to make sure that still it doesn't become the norm. Mm-hmm. It becomes the it's still the exception. Yeah. Yeah, because what's going to happen is that parents will show by mm-hmm. their own either activity or inactivity, mm-hmm. uh, meeting with the church, they'll show the children the pattern. Yeah. And then the question will come up when the kids are out on their own. I don't know why they don't go to church. Well, look at your past calendar Mm -hmm. and your past habits. And that's probably why. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to at least let them know this is important for you Mm -hmm. and for the family. When they get older, at least they're going to have something to, to be a guide if they want that guide. Right. Yeah. Easier said than done, but it's, yes. it's leading by example. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, sports is a big one. I think that's an obvious one. It, did, do you have any other ideas or things that like, came to your mind of, that kind of can distract people? The distraction of technology. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, I, I mentioned it, uh, live streaming, podcasts, mm-hmm. Uh, any number of ways that people think that they're 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 going to grow mm-hmm. as well that way as they do being in church, uh, it's just a misnomer. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, even though folks will insist that it does. Yeah. That the community part, the growing community, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where a verse that I didn't go over. Yeah. Comes in verse eight. So let's let's just let me read that verse and I'll let you comment. Mm-hmm. Um, there were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered. What an odd Why thing. is that in there, Bill? Why, why, number one, this is a curious passage, anyhow. It is curious. Yeah. I had that same thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but that verse just is in there. It's like what? Yeah. What do I care with the light? Well, now, right. if they, now if they said that the lights were dim, then okay, Eutychus go to sleep. <laughs> that, that's that's what you're doing. Oh. The lights go out. Right. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And and so, but it says there were many lamps in the upper room where they gathered together. So it's well lit. So it's well lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some would say, well, you know, kind of the smoke and stuff coming off the those types of lamps. You know, that probably had something to do with. It's, it's just stuck in there. Yeah. It's just stuck in there. It is a curious fact. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, so here, here here's my take. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I'm not saying this is the best way to go. I'm just saying this is what I was sure. thinking in my mind. That's what I want. Okay, so there are many lamps in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, as believers, are called from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, mm-hmm. which basically is from the power of Satan to God. Mm-hmm. And that's in Acts 26. That was Paul's commission from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in Colossians, we're also called those who are members of the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. And yep. so we come and we meet. Mm-hmm. We are coming as children of light. And as we sit next to each other mm-hmm. and we sing with each other, we listen to the word with each other, each of us as members of that kingdom of light is able to share some of that little bit of their light with the person next to them. And some, some are brighter than others, but but everybody is bringing something to the equation that should be helpful mm-hmm. uh, in, in a spiritual way, in a building up way. Right. And so my, my take is just that, you know, Jesus said that we're going to be lights in the world. Mm-hmm. He said, let let your light so shine among men. So there's something that happens when light is on. And so just in this little upper room thing, I think it tells us that community of believers sitting next to each other, they were sharing lights with each other. And and whatever that looked like, whatever that felt like, and, and that's, I know that's a curious take on it. I'm just saying, yeah. there were many lamps in the upper room. Mm-hmm. Okay, individual ones too. Mm-hmm. Individual believers as lamps. And so that's the effect that we have on each other. And uh, I think that's so important for church. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking, why, again, why does Luke include that mm-hmm. detail in, in the story? Because he's, speci- he's a specific guy. Yeah. He, he hones in, he's a doctor. You're right. And yeah, so he, just to say, well, I just wanted us to know they weren't in the dark. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. No. Uh, good. All right. Well, thank you. Um, how do you how do you honor the what are some ways that you not just get distracted but honor kind of the Sabbath principle of setting a day aside, kind of going back to creation too? Like, yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you the 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 what I did when I was in a workaday world and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working out of town a lot. Yep. And so, so I would declare my Friday nights and Saturdays my family Sabbath. In other words, I was with them. Yeah. We were doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And we were attending our stuff together, uh, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to, to Sunday and observing the Sabbath, yeah, it, it's not hard for people my age. Because we'll sit, if, if some of us go out to eat together, yeah, uh, somewhere around 1 o'clock, you start to hear people say, well, it's soon my nappy time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so we do. We we rest. I know, I know folks around me rest mm-hmm. uh, because they need it mm-hmm. and because they're used to that sort of setting aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they may be watching a... NASCAR race or so something. Let me let me let me push the envelope a little yeah, bit yeah. here. Just in my thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I th- I think to I think you can go through kind of the way I think about my Sabbath, and this is still like something that I am trying to get better at, and as a family, we're trying to get better at. And so Rebecca and I talk about some of these things. Um, as part of my day to set aside to honor the Lord, um, I want to be mindful of Him and what He provides that allows me to rest and following His example in the creation, you know, order. Mm-hmm. And so you, you talk about napping. Here's my take on napping. Pretty radical. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you can nap in honor of the Lord, and mm-hmm. I think you can nap mindlessly. It, and so when you... Very to nice. nap in honor of the Lord mm-hmm. it would be, to me, just be mindful of that. Like, I'm going to lay down, and I'm going to rest. Yeah. And God has given me rest. I don't need to... I don't need to produce anything. I don't need to be at work right now. And, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, I don't need to earn anything right now. God has... God has done the work for me, therefore I can rest. Yes. So if I'm going to lay down in an intentional way on a Sabbath and just take a nap, I want to take that nap in honor of the Lord. Yes. As opposed to sometimes it's like a, just a, you know, you're sitting and watching a game or you're just on the couch, you know, reading Time magazine or whatever, and it's just like a, you doze off and it's like you just naturally fall asleep. And yes. not that that's necessarily wrong, but I don't know if it fills your soul in the same way that kind of entering into that nap time intentionally does. Yeah, yeah. And, and let, me, let me tease that out a little bit. Great. Uh, yes, I, I think one of the things to consider about Sabbath is that, as you said, it's to be mindful. Mm-hmm. I think it's also something that you, you're, you're saying God has provided and I'm going to rest and and enjoy it because it's from his hand mm-hmm. in, in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm also going to say uh, Sabbath, probably for the, the, uh, the Jewish people, was in order to, to, for reju- rejuvenation mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And that's part of napping. It's part of enjoying. Yeah. Some people get... It's a big word, I think. Yeah. That's that's why if someone says, well, I'm going to go out and do su- such and such on Sunday, uh, I want to know, does it rejuvenate them? Yeah. Right. For- and that's where I think you're going to get some families that operate differently. Yes. Yes. Know? That's right. Because for some folks, like, to be home and to be quiet is very rejuvenating and refreshing. Mm-hmm. And so do that in the honor of the Lord. And for some families, it might be going to a park or... Yes. Whatever the activity yeah, might be. Yeah. And that's rejuvenating for them. Yeah. One to just say we're not gonna do anything on Sunday because that's the way it is. That's restrictive. Mm-hmm. That's neither rejuvenating uh in in any in any resting. Yeah, you can make someone your kids take a nap. Right. Yeah. But truth be told, parents fall asleep, your kids don't sleep. Uh Rejuvenation, if you just say, no, nothing on Sunday, that's the way it is, because it's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of lose the, the effect of 
of uh, Sabbathing, mm-hmm. which is for the honoring God and to yeah. and to, and to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you say, going to park. That, yeah, that's cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just I one thing that's impressed me in the last year or so thinking about this has just been trying to make that day a special day somehow in some way. And so it is usually a slower day. There's not usually as much on like the calendar, you know, or the schedule for the day. So to take time to go on a walk or to take time to play a game, you know, you know, a board game or whatever, and just enjoy, enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we have a lot of people at church who are working hard Sunday morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And so so they need that refreshment mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And and so that's why I'm saying part of it's the rejuvenation part. Part of it's the honoring God by resting. Not everybody takes a nap. Some no. some people only when they take a nap. Yeah, they wake up cranky. They do. Uh-huh. Yeah, this, <laughs> and we know your names. <laughs> we know where you live. Yep. Uh, I'm out. Yeah. So so by the way, I I usually I'll set my alarm for an hour. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's how Bill does his naps. That's how we do my about an hour. An hour nap. Yep. Any longer and any longer than I just feel like I should just keep on going. <laughs> that's good. Um no, that that's helpful. Uh anything else to add there? Just a Sunday, the first day of the week? Yep. Sunday, first day of the week, the the uh the message Mm-hmm. Uh, that Jesus is the Christ is, yeah. is about Jesus the Savior, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul was so clear with that, and and uh, that was the center part of his message. And that's why it's central to us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lamps, uh, the the we are members of the Kingdom of Light, and so as as members of of that Kingdom, we we share that light with others. That's the building up, the encouragement, uh, sometimes the exhortation. Uh, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the big moment in the story. Yes. Eutychus falls out. I appreciate you kind of stopping us for a second and remembering that this actually happened and the effect that that has on people when they witness something Pe- like people that. People used to read it and that's it. Yeah, right. It's very easy for us to just read across this and be like, oh, yep, here's that story where Eutychus falls out of the window. and Yeah. It's Paul almost like a play act, you know. So mm-hmm. Guy falls out the window, and then someone else comes down. And they mm-hmm. kind of play around, and the guy's whole again. Yeah, and we have uh, no reaction when we read. No that, reaction, it's, you know. No, but it's real stuff. It is. It's real stuff. If you would have been there, you would have reacted. You, your legs would have gotten all weak and rubbery, mm-hmm. and some some people would be puking all over the place. And oh, it just it yeah, just, it's just upset. People, it t- it tears people you up. are crying. Yeah, I'm t- sure. Tears you up. Um, yeah, I am sure. Uh, so he falls out of the window, but Paul goes down, verse 10, bent over, yep. takes him up in his arms and says, don't be alarmed for his life is in him. Yes. What a moment. Yeah. Uh, and then... By the way, that's Paul doing what Paul's been doing. Okay. He's been involved with a lot of uh, miracles. Mm-hmm. And this is still God's way of authenticating. That's what I was just going to ask, if you see this as like a, an authentication of yeah. Paul's ministry and message. Yeah, yeah. The apostles had that ability to do mm-hmm. that. And and this is an authentication of not Paul, it is, mm-hmm. but of the word that mm-hmm. he's preaching. 
that's always what it's, what it's pointing to. Uh, and and jo- the Apostle John said it well at the end of John where he said, these are written, talking about the seven miracles in the book of John, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you'll have life in his name. Mm-hmm. And so it's pointing still to Jesus. It's not pointing to Paul. It's pointing to the to words of Paul about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Strong, strong uh, authentication here. Yeah, and so uh, kind of to start tying a bow on all this, mm-hmm. right? We we have this message too. Yes, right. We have it in God's word yes. here. Yes, and there is the daily and weekly seasonal kind of things that can lull us to sleep or distract us from the message, and we get off course. Yeah, and you kind of closed us right with this question: Are we fully committed? Are we committed to the word, to the people, right? God's mm-hmm. word, God's people, yes, and to the purpose that God has called us to, yes, um, yes. Because if we are not, then we find ourselves here in this story, similar to Eutychus, where he's he's doing some, he's off to a good start, yes, right place. Yeah, that's right, right place, right time. He's doing some positive things, but yet. Um, you know, he, he dozes off, yeah. and then it provides an opportunity for Paul's ministry to, yeah, be authenticated. And, um, and so where where do we find ourselves? Yeah. And again, know, at this I, let, season. Let's go back to the calendar thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we find ourselves. You can learn learn a lot about somebody by yeah. looking at their calendar. Yeah. Remember I said that mm-hmm. a priority is anything that you spend your time, energy, and money on. Yep. Like you you can tell what's going on in a person's life. Absolutely. Okay, put that up on the calendar, mm-hmm. and you're going to see what makes up your life. Yeah. And what maybe needs to be adjusted mm-hmm. for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. not just for the sake of, oh, we didn't do Sabbath. Right. No, we're we're letting other things take away from what we know about about Christ. Yeah. Well, and that's why I, I appreciated that being kind of here in the middle of the, you know, the story is it's, it's not just a good cause, you know, it's not just something else that's like a nice idea. Mm-hmm. This is the building, the advancing of the kingdom, yes. you know, like we talk about yeah. here. So it's not something, we're not giving our lives to something that's just kind of a cute thing. We're giving our lives, we're paying attention, we're not getting distracted because it's the most important thing yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the old, it's, it's the old adage that when a person gets to the end of their life mm-hmm. and they're on their deathbed, yeah. The, when they say, I wish I had done mm-hmm. this more mm-hmm. or less of that more, then... Why not do that? Yeah. Why not do that now? Mm-hmm. For the sake of for the sake of the church. Yeah. Because all these habits, and Pastor Randy tells us this all the time, people claiming to be spiritual and not going to church. Right. And that that's gonna break down the the spiritual tenor of a church. Mm-hmm. Because what'll happen is churches will start to do things to be more inviting. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, maybe maybe they ought to be falling out of a window rather than. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good ministry to start. Yeah, <laughs> out of the the out of the window ministry. <laughs> yeah. Bill will be leading that yeah. that charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I I just I just like this passage again. You can be in the right place at the right time, doing the wrong thing. Yeah, we we don't we don't want to be here mindlessly. No, no. Yep. Good. All right. Thank you, Bill. It's been fun. My pleasure. Yeah. So if you have any questions about this podcast, Bill's not going to be here next week, I don't think, or Andy will be back. Um, but no, seriously, email those questions in, uh, questions about the sermon as they come in. I just want to remind you again, podcast at cbcmj.com would be the way to send those uh, in, and we'll tackle them uh, as they come in. It's and and let me say this. I gave an invitation at the end of the time, mm-hmm. and I said, look, maybe you need a word of exhortation or yeah. encouragement, mm-hmm. or strengthening, mm-hmm. or direction, uh, feel free to contact us. Yeah. Be glad to talk with you, uh, get alongside of you. That's kind of what this is a, the meeting time was about. Yeah. Yeah. And to be lights with each other. That's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Every week. Yep. Yeah, we want to continue to grow together. So, yeah, please don't hesitate to reach out. That's why we're here. It's why we do Faith Family. And Yes. Yeah. So we've got a good God. This is a good place to be, John. It is a good place. Yes, it is. Yeah, great. All right. Thanks for joining us. Love you guys, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.